Welcome back to Basketball is Religion. I am your host, Big Matt, joined today by the Gons. In today's episode, we'll be going over the crazy John Morant situation, the struggling Clippers, and life in Lakerland without LeBron James because of injury. Gons, I know you've been going through it the last couple days. How have you been? <clears throat> I am um, at the, on the mend of a stomach virus. And it could be the norovirus. See, that's been going around. Um, but it's been miserable on my stomach. And now I think I'm catching a cold. So it's uh, I'll take a cold any day versus stomach pain. So I guess I'm on the up and up. Um, but yeah, man, how about yourself? Hey, we've been actually been okay this past few weeks. Sickness, not too much. But um, but yeah, we, we we've been okay. But the person who's actually not been okay in NBA circles is John Morant. Uh, for a Memphis team that was on the come up, uh, potentially could be making the the NBA Finals, finds themselves in a heap of, tr- heap of trouble, heap of turmoil. Uh, John Morant, uh, right now he's serving a two-game suspension uh, for brandishing a gun um, in the club on, on Instagram Live. Um, it's just a, It was just a weird sequence of events here. For the Memphis Memphis Grizzlies, let's. I looked at different sources, try to piece together this timeline of of the of the events that went on, kind of the, what what led to this. Um, you're looking at John Morant in late December went onto a podcast with Malika Andrews of ESPN and said that the Grizzlies uh, the, they only really viewed the Boston Celtics as rivals, and they were fine in the West, which rubbed people the wrong way. Uh, to which he then said that they were the most hated team in the league, which you also talked about. They're not really hated, but, you know, maybe they were turning to more thugs, or I guess, Dylan Brooks and all that stuff, but they weren't really hated. If anything, it was more the Suns because of Devin Booker. But uh, the preceding timeline after that kind of shows you a little bit differently. They had that thing with Shannon Sharp against the Lakers. They were on an 11-game winning streak, and then they had a little Dylan Brooks and... um, and Adams had a thing with Shannon Sharp at the Laker game. And once they had that that little situation in LA, they wouldn't proceed to lose five in a row. Um, eight of the last eight of their following nine games. So they had a little bit of a slide after that. Um, they come back after the All-Star break, look better. Uh, they've won three of their last four games uh, before losing to the, De- the Denver Nuggets um, on February. I'm sorry, on March 3rd. There was a drama on February 5th uh, where it was reported that, you know, John Morant's crew had signed a, um, uh, what was a red laser pointer at them, the staff, the, the staff of the Indiana Pacers. And then March 1st, um, there was an incident with, um, there, there was a report that came out with an incident regarding um, Ke- uh, John Morant's mother. And then some, I'll, the I'll, seven- I'll yeah. Yeah, and then and then there's the 17 year old on the where they were playing pickup ball, and um, he threatened him with a gun. Apparently, what happened there is they, he just checked the ball, and um, John Morant threw it at the kid hard, and the kid threw it back. And Jaw said it was self defense, and pretty much just beat him down. Uh, um, it's 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 in a it's pending it's in a civil case right now, but it. Chances are, with everything else coming out, uh, he's probably going to pay this young man a, a handsome amount of money. Hundred percent. 
And then March 4th, as we had mentioned, yeah, after getting, after losing to the Nuggets, um, he goes on Instagram Live, a bar hopping, some other clubs that you know maybe a James Harden would be more familiar with. Oh, dude, there were um, strip clubs for sure. I yeah, saw naked, naked there were just was, naked girls in the back dancing on naked girls dancing on. But it, it, what's funny is it was in Denver, so it's not like he was home. Nah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, and then the league or the league suspended him two games, but I think he was before the league officially suspended him. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies decided to have him not come to Los Angeles to play the Clippers on this Sunday as we we're recording, and then Tuesday against the Lakers, which is a probably a wise move. You don't want to have John Morant with the way he's been acting in LA over the next two days. Um, he did John Morant uh, just to put a bow on this. He did um, come out with a. Um, with a statement which reads, I'll read verbatim, I take full responsibility for my actions last night. I'm sorry for, to my family, teammates, coaches, fans, partners in the city of Memphis and the entire Grizzlies organization for letting you down. I'm going to take some time away to get help and work on learning better methods of dealing with stress and my overall well-being. Uh, he said per Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. Going through all that, Gons, thank you for helping me with that recap. What are your thoughts on John Morant um, in this series of events that happened kind of throughout the season, but recently with that Instagram live stuff? I mean, what he should have said is what his apology means is I'm going to be better about not posting on social media. Um, I don't think anything's going to change here, but I think his staff or the Memphis staff or someone's going to hire somebody to manage his social media content at least uh immediately and definitely for a while because uh it just this just can't happen uh he's too much of an investment for memphis so that's that's one do, do i i don't believe it's sincere i mean the it's just i don't know man <sighs> He reminds me of Iverson a lot because Iverson was all about partying and clubs. Um, I don't know that Iverson had ties. I feel like he was throwing up gang signs in that video, Matt. Did you watch it? Did you come up with anything else besides him showing the gun and singing around, uh, rapping along to that song? Um, is there some gang affiliation that he's repping? I, I don't know. I'm asking you. I don't think so. I think that was just like you put up just different hand motions to the camera to feel that you're hood or feel that you're, you know, more thug or, you know, like you live that sort of lifestyle. Um, maybe it's the people around him that kind of enable him to do that. Like I just because I have money doesn't mean I'm still hard. I, you know, there's that f funny video I sent to you guys and in group chat, the RDC world. Shout out to those guys. Those guys are hilarious about, you know, a, a rapper, even though he made a bunch of money. Um, he still wants to be he still wants to sell drugs in the hood because he doesn't want people to think he's soft, which is, you know, a, a part of it. I would I, I would think. But gang signs, he I mean, he grew up. There was also that meme going around how in Eight Mile, that last rap in Eight Mile with Eminem, saying how the the the, the last rapper grew up in a in a nice home with a private school, which is what John Morant did. So, gang signs or gang gang life for John Morant? No, I just think he's trying to look hard harder than he is. What do you think? Why? I don't. I don't. I, I don't get it. Um, I think, and I've said this before. He needs to change everything or everyone around him. Can't be hanging out with his homeboys. Um, 
if they're, you know, now there's been countless, countless moves where, you know, a laser has been pointed, a fight's gone down. And it's like, have you seen his dad and his mom? I'm not, I'm not trying to say any disrespect, but his dad is a certain way and his mom starting fights, finishing. I think the whole family might be just prone to be in a certain way. And that's where he gets it from. Because he's very influenced by his family. In fact, he still lived at home until recently where he bought neighboring homes for him and his family because they're very close. So um, I, I just don't get it. I think he needs to separate himself, in this case, maybe from his family, from his brother um, who can't come to an in-home NBA home game and, and figure it out. Um, and it's going to be very hard for him, Matt, when his own family is bringing him down. Um, you know, his family's acting like they've never seen money before. And now that they're seeing all this money, they're just acting ballistic and treating people like, you know, they shouldn't be treated. So it's it's going to be very difficult. I don't think I don't know that he will recover from this. If now if he just had a couple bad apples that were friends. And he could separate himself, no. But I, I think the root of it is actually his family. Well, I mean, the whole thing with his dad is like he's supporting him. He looks like Usher, which was just a big, you know, it's a big little meme going on around there. But it's like, with especially with that thing with his mom at at, at that. What was that clothing store or, or or was that? It was a finish line where she was upset and then she told John ja he got his friends involved and they were all there and mall security was threatened. Um I don't know what what the actual situation was there, but it shows that in that case, I can tell you, like, there's no fight you should have with someone in the mall. Like it should never amount to threats. It doesn't matter what it's about. You just walk away. It's the mall. And you are a high-profile celebrity that's looked upon as a role model in the NBA. Like, do better. I, it, I don't, I don't know what else to say there. I mean, John Moran is what twenty-three years old, so he's still relatively young. I, I mean, don't we all? Didn't we all make mistakes? You know, when under twenty-three years old. So can can you just chalk this for you know he's being immature because he is still in his early twenties? I mean, are you saying that because he's black that he can get away with it? That it's a mistake. Have you ever had a gun that you flaunted on social media? Is that that's a big deal to me? I'm I'm assuming it's a big deal to everyone. I think the fact that anyone can say he's just being immature is that like it's way beyond immature. Like I don't I don't know what other NBA players do, but I'm assuming that they don't have weapons that they flaunt around while drinking at a strip club. I'm going to say the majority of NBA players don't. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but no, definitely not. Like that yeah, that's, I mean, that's a totally level. I've done I've done stupid stuff, dude. I've done a lot of stupid stuff, but I've never done that. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't think it's just immaturity. Uh, I mean, yeah. I uh, I blame a little bit of uh, I think you're right. It's the influences around him. Maybe a lot of it's more of his family. Uh, maybe it's just his friends like hey don't forget that you know you don't want to be you know deemed as like a like a soft guy you want to be this hard hard you know they want to view you as this you know really really hard player 
um, hard lifestyle. You know, they, people revered Allen Iverson for being this extreme partier. Same thing with Jordan, and then still producing on the court. So let, let's kind of evolve this into his his play on the court. You saw him. We saw what he did to the Lakers the other day before this Instagram live came out. You know, we a, a few days before that. Like, do you see the any of this affecting his on court play? I don't know, man. But I mean, if we're gonna. We can get to that, but what do you think about his Nike deal? His shoe just dropped in February. Like, what do you think Nike should do? Let's say you're Nike. Let's say you're you're in charge. You're the CEO of Nike. Do you keep him after the the Kyrie debacle, and and knowing that he's had a pattern of this, and move on to someone else to build your brand around, or do you stick by him? It's a good question. Oh boy, I mean the the it's like. If you're gonna cut bait with him, you would do it now, right? Hundred percent, hundred percent. There's other players that you know, like when I when I think of Nike, like I think of Dame Lillard, right? Unstoppable score, work ethic, short against all odds, just freaking. That's dead. And and I believe Dame Lillard is with Nike, correct? Yeah, correct. The when he scored seventy one the other day against the Rockets, they sold his shoe for seventy one dollars. All of his four shoes. On Does he have a pair of? Because I've my shoe game's weak, but I have a pair of Lucas. I have a pair of Giannis's, which are pretty sick. I like those. Um, I have KDs, but I have not seen at the store, um, Dames. I don't go to Foot Lockers or anything like that. I have I have my deal my um my sneaker deal stuff online, um that's why I, I only the only reason I saw that he was offering that was because I saw I'm those. Look, the, those I'm online. looking it up real quick. Okay, he does, but they're Adidas. Oh, Adidas, yeah. So I mean, it's a shame. Is this a sh- with the shoe? Okay, companies. so he's yeah, he's so. assigned he's signed with Adidas. Yeah, but okay, a player like but but I get it. You have you have to get someone young, right? So like. John Morant's your perfect guy that you can grow with. Um, but I don't think he's right for the brand, especially how Nike has already gone to one side, right? I don't necessarily agree with the did Kyrie. They said, we're going this way. These are our beliefs. So now you can't backtrack your way and saying, we're going to be okay with this guy, but not that guy. I don't know. No, for sure. Who, who else would they get? Ugh, I mean... I'll say Kyrie over Morant any day. What? Because Kyrie didn't want to get vaccinated. You drop him. Because what did Kyrie do to get dropped from Nike? That was so bad. Okay. The the anti-Semitic I, thing. Uh, was what, yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is fine. You made your statement. That's good. We're non-racial. We don't stand for it. But you're okay with guns with all the shootings going around. I don't know. Yeah. No. I think John Morant. Is John Rand stays at Nike might be numbered. It's it's just crazy that the the timeline of uh, of him getting the uh, of him doing this on Instagram and then his power aid power aids trying to remarket the remarket themselves in the sports drink world and he was the face of it and it just came out the same day. So the timing of this was crazy. Now um, I could to see answer him. your question on the court. I think them. I think it it will get to him. Um, I think, and that's where the immaturity may come in. I do, I do think this will get to him. What yeah, about? I, I, you yeah. had said in the past he plays really recklessly. 
Um, he, I, I agree with that. He's kind of like the the new Dwayne Wade, where he just kind of he's flying, 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 and eventually he's gonna get hurt, like he did the last playoffs. Um, you know, if he's doing, if he's kind of showing off this lifestyle of being uh, of of gun culture and all that stuff, like you have to take care of your body if you're gonna keep, you know, at that sort of you know playing style like the, the yeah he's going to have to evolve his his game in order to not not use his athleticism because if he's going to act like that and party like that he might not have that you know much further in his career and and to be clear there's nothing wrong with guns you want to be a gun collector that's great the, but the way he is acting while he's drinking intoxicated playing around with a gun is how accidents and mistakes happen. And that's absolutely not okay. I have nothing against people who have guns. I know guns are hobbies. Guns are part of the U.S., right? That's totally fine. But there comes a level of responsibility, which is what we've been preaching as a nation because of everything happening. And he just kind of sh- showed that he has no responsibility with his, with hopefully his concealed weapon and not someone else's. Exactly right. Like you have to be a role model Little kids are going to see that. Like, you could usually shelter your kids from situations like this. I think the Gilbert Arenas, Javaris Crittenton situation kind of shield the kids from, oh, they didn't really see it, so you don't really need to publicize it. But a lot of kids are on IG now. A lot of kids have access to social media, so they're definitely seeing John Morant. You know, one of their one of the top NBA stars brandishing a gun like nothing. It's it's not a good look for the NBA. It's not a good look for him. Like that's the reason why Gilbert Arenas once he got once he got um, suspended by David Stern. You don't really hear much. From, you didn't see much from Gilbert Arenas after that. So it's just it's a bad look for the NBA. Bad look for him all across the board. Agreed. Let's what's what do we what else? Let's go on to the next topic. All right. Let's get. Well, I mean, Memphis also did lose Brandon Clark, so we'll see. They're still setting up the second in the West, 38 wins. Um, we'll see what happens there. We'll see what happens with Jaw. Moving on to the Los Angeles Clippers. They picked up Russell Westbrook. I believe we didn't pod, or I believe we podded. I think he only, they only lost a couple games, but now they're on a five-game losing streak um, with Russell Westbrook. Uh, the other day against the Kings without Kawhi Leonard, they had a shot to beat the Kings. I think they were up one. Um, and then Eric Gordon passed on the ball and instead uh, and, and went right through Russell Westbrook's hands. Uh, the Kings scored after that, and then uh, Paul George couldn't hit a, the clutch shot at the end to win that game. So they lost to Sacramento in Sacramento without Kawhi Leonard. They're on a current five-game losing streak. Gons, is it over for Russell Westbrook <clears throat> in, in, on the Clippers, or do you think they could salvage this? Look, man, I'm I'm not hating on Westbrook here. He was incremental in bringing that team back um, to get to where they were. Yes, he missed a catch that would have finalized the game. Um, and, and it could have been a bad throw by Gordon. But that team is still figuring it out, and I think they'll figure it out. They're one or two mistakes away from beating really good teams. Eric Gordon is being way too passive. I've seen Eric Gordon play for the last 10 years. I'm an Eric Gordon fan. That guy takes big shots at big moments. He has a big set of balls on him. And I did not see that that game. He was being way passive and giving the ball to Paul George to shoot all the clutch shots. And part of Eric Gordon's game is him being clutch. So I was kind of disappointed in Eric Gordon because, quite frankly, Eric Gordon can make big shots, and he's proven that. 
um, with his tenure on the Rockets. So disappointed about that. Um, I still think they're better with Westbrook than without. Uh, it's just because at least now he's owning accountability of bringing the ball up and being a point guard where you kind of didn't see what that happening. I think it's an adjustment period. I think they will work out. Um, here's my issue. They may figure it out, and then when Kawhi comes in the mix, it's going to throw off chemistry, and that's going to be the disrupting factor because I don't think you could just bring in Kawhi and he can adapt and be like, okay, now it's us three. By the time they figure it out, Kawhi is going to be ready to play. It's going to be playoffs, and there's going to be chemistry issues. I want to make sure that I'm hearing this correctly. Are you blaming Kawhi Leonard for Westbrook not playing very well, or am I just hearing that wrong? No, I'm saying in the future, I think what I'm saying is Westbrook will, they'll get it together. They're losing. I know they've lost close games. They're losing because of a catch, a missed free throw, uh, but the Clippers still needed a point guard. So I do believe they're still better off with Westbrook than without. Uh, That's what I'm saying. But I think once they get it together, Kawhi Leonard's going to throw off the chemistry because it's going to take more time to adjust. And I don't know how many games Kawhi's going to play in the next 20. You know what I mean? Right. Because Westbrook's going to play in all of them because he's Russell Westbrook. He doesn't miss games. And then Kawhi Leonard's the epitome of a player load management for sure. So how many of those, you're right. How many of those 20 games? And and you can't win without Kawhi. You can't. You can't can't win without Kawhi. You need Kawhi and Paul George. And a mediocre Westbrook. If you can get that, you got a shot. It's just defensively. They've been just porous. Like that game where it was the second most points scored in an NBA regular season game. I think NBA game in general was that game against the Kings. Not the one we just mentioned, but the one prior to that. Or it was like 160 or 160 or 170. Uh, they both put up the Clippers shooting like 50, 55% from three and still losing that game. Like, if you're looking at Playoff P, Paul George now podcast P, who started his own podcast. And then Kawhi Leonard, I think that was the first game of Russell Westbrook's um, Clipper career. What happened to your defense? Like, as much as I want to keep the, like, as much as I want to keep being positive, especially with Fajita, not trying to be doom and gloom with the Clippers defensively it's just horrible like i also hearken back to another it's those close losses right he might he might lead them to those those being close but he's a he lost two games specifically because of what he did um we mentioned the fumbling of the ball and also not guarding malik monk on that game tying three in that same game like he was guarding Malik Monk on the inbound, and Malik Monk was able to get through a bunch of players. Westbrook kind of stood at the top of the key and did nothing, and and uh, Malik Monk was able to get a clean three off and tie that game. So there was no, there should have been a reason he should have been open. He should have stuck with him, but no, he went Russell Westbrook. He went, he he decided to go space cadet and not really know what's going on on the defensive end. So it, it's. With Westbrook, I don't know. I want to be positive, especially for Vahid, because you know I want to keep the bit going. But oh man, Terrence Mann provided that that defensive core and you know that primary ball defensive uh, of guards, and they're just not playing as, as much as they should. They're missing Zubac, and I know. Let's let's say what it is. What it is, Zubac's a good player. He's a good player. He's a rim defender. He can score. 
runs up. I mean, he could pass. Like he's a good player. Do you agree? He's a good player, but uh, to be a crux of a playoff team, he's he's solid. But then he should really just be the fourth or fifth fifth option. Like if anything, you have Kawhi and, Kawhi and Paul De- George De- have to get theirs. Westbrook's De- gonna get his defensively. Defensively, you don't I mean, think he is, is he better, he's better than, than Mason, Mason Plumley now? Oh uh, yeah, much better know. than much better than Mason Plumley. Much. I better. mean, it's like it's like with, with the deals that the Clippers did. It's essentially you get rid of Kennard, you get rid of Reggie Jackson, um, and you get and you get Bones Highland, Russell Westbrook, and Mason Plumley, uh, and Eric Gordon, and your team loses five in a row. Like they messed with chemistry that they really didn't need messing up. Like, do you think the Clippers need to make a trade at the deadline? Like, if like, given how well they were doing before the trade deadline, I like Eric Gordon a lot. Um, I. I even watching him this season. I think he can be that guy. He, he can be really good. He can he can be really good. Um, I just think Zubac's been out. Uh, Lou Kennard's gonna hurt. I'm not, it's gonna hurt. But Eric Gordon can shoot the three pretty damn good. He just needs to take some attempts. Um, I don't know. I don't think the trade hurt him that bad. Uh, I think they're kind of where they were. But I think they put themselves in a situation now where you're right. They got to build chemistry when they already had it, right? I think it's almost a wash for me, maybe. But now they're a little behind because they lost chemistry. So in a sense, I do agree with you. But yeah, I mean, you're you're the big chemistry, big you know lineup guy. Get your good like your eight to nine players and have have your coach and kind of go on from there. The Clippers, after all these trades, they have like twelve guys, twelve solid guys. Like they're not playing a Robert Covington. They're not playing a man enough minutes. Like if you're the Clippers and you have all these guys, do you try to play all these guys or try to, you know, as the playoffs come, you kind of stick with your eight or nine guys. I don't know, man. I would have got Drogic. Think you cut Westbrook, signed Drogic, call it a day. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So you would have, after all this, Gore and Drogic end up signing with the Bucks to solidify their depth. But you would have gotten rid of, like, officially, you would have gotten rid of Westbrook and signed Goran Dragic. The Clippers need a, a point guard. They need a point guard. They didn't which have a point was, guard. Which is crazy why they got rid of Reggie Jackson. I know Reggie he Jackson is a little more of a scoring guard. Yeah, he wasn't but, a point guard. He I mean, that, that that's kind of what, what I, I believe what experts were saying about uh, they didn't want Kawhi Leonard. They didn't want playoff playoff P. Paul George to but, be... Uh, I, yeah, the primary ball handlers. They needed someone else to do it. And you're right. Like they, but then was Russell Westbrook? They need a the point answer? guard. Westbrook isn't that great of a point guard, but he's a point guard. So if yeah, you're a point guard, is, like if is, he's gonna, he's gonna get five assists, but like nine turnovers. Because is Gordon? That's passes. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Is Gordon Drogic maybe a better point guard? Possibly. Probably. 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 At this point, Gordon Drogic. They need a point guard. They they they've never had a point guard. Pat Beverly and going back to like, when have they had a point guard? They have such good players. They just need a point guard. We'll go over that next podcast. Who are the true last true point guards left in the NBA? Because it just seems like everyone's a combo or scoring guard and not a true facilitator. I believe we talked about this in our previous, previous iteration of the pod, but yeah, let's go over that next podcast. Let's move on to, unfortunately, LeBron James injured his foot 
in the Dallas game um, when they finally beat Dallas a couple Sundays, uh, last Sunday, I'm recording this on Sunday, the previous Sunday. And now the Lakers are reeling a little bit. They just lost to the Timberwolves, and LeBron looks like he'll be out for the next about 10, 11 games or so. With all this going on, Gons, what are your thoughts on LeBron losing LeBron James? Are the Lakers pretty much toast now? When's D'Angelo coming back? That's a good question. That's a good question. We, Lakers fans thought that he would be back this game. Right now we're recording before the Warriors game on Sunday. That he'd be back at least before the Saturday, the Friday game at the Timberwolves because he wanted to go against his own team. But for them to announce that he's not unavailable on Sunday on a Saturday, there must be something really wrong with his ankle that they just haven't released yet. Or, or maybe or, there's just a setback on his ankle that or, they didn't know about. Or he's playing on a contract year. And he needs to get paid. And if he's a little injured, he's not going to risk it. Well, I mean, he, the the way he was playing in, in Minnesota, he wasn't going to get as close to a contract he just got. But like, I know. I think he knows that. But getting injured ain't going to help the situation. Well, I mean, so look, let's say D'Lo misses this game. And let's say he misses the... Tuesday game at Memphis like who knows the severity of his injury because if thought it was day-to-day but it ended up being a little bit longer maybe it was just maybe it was he was more hurt than me let than he let on and it just keeps being sore kind of like a Alonzo like Alonzo ball injury where it was just everything looks fine less structurally but it just he still feels sore like I don't know I don't know if he doesn't come back I don't I don't see any success for the Lakers this season um, right, there was so much promise. Right, we, the, the LeBron, D'Lo, and Anthony Davis only played, I think, one game together, and they won that game. Yes, but and then they had, you lose they your got primary the primary ball the handler. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They had the pieces to go with it. They put a good piece on the chessboard, and you lose your queen, and you lose your you know one of your other big pieces. It doesn't matter how strong those other other role pieces are. It's not going to happen. So I, I'm prepared. For the Lakers to not be successful at this point, unless Anthony Day, I mean, unless D'Angelo can come back like next game, but I, I I I agree with you. Something's going on. Is it a contract year? Does he want to get paid? Is it a bad injury? Like what is it? Or is it not worth it for him? Because there's a couple more games left and he wants to get paid, and that's understandable because he's not 100 healthy. Um, which is another topic for discussion. Today's NBA, where a player would play, where he wouldn't play. You know, today where he would have played ten years ago. So, I I don't. I, I'm. I will say unless D'Lo comes back next game, I don't see success for this Lakers team. I truly hope he comes back next game because I think he can make all the difference to get them to where they need to be for LeBron to come back and still have some sort of miracle of a chance to make a run in the in the playoffs. Yeah, the Lakers need to go at least in these next stretch of ten games. He's going to be out. At least five hundred for them to even have a shot when he does come back, like chemistry, chemistry wise, and also we had mentioned chemistry earlier, and also how is he going to look when he comes back too? So it's not just he's going to come back and be a hundred percent LeBron. Yeah, I I doubt he'll be a hundred percent the rest of the season. He's more of just dealing with pain than anything else. So yeah, it's we were so hopeful last week. We were so hopeful that okay, we finally the Lakers finally got this this thing down. You're predicting four losses out of 23 games. The vibes are up, but the vibes 
Man, Lakerland, they're they're down a little bit, but we'll see what happens. Um, we're again we're recording before the the Warriors game against with Steph Curry coming back, so we'll see what happens there. All right, Gons, um, anything you want to release say before we leave today? No, man. Thanks for recording on Sunday. Uh, since I was sick, um, glad we're able to air this stuff out. There's a lot of important stuff to talk about. So, um, I, I just there's a lot of stuff going on in the NBA. So. Um, let's go Lakers. We need this win today. Although I am skeptical about getting it. Any bets you're making today? Gons? I just, man, I haven't, I think because there's so much playoff implication with these games, I don't really feel the need to have my itch of like make a bet because, um, you know, usually I'll make a little bet just to make the game more interesting. But the I know it's like win or like die pretty much. So uh, no action for me right now. Like I want to touch on the Eastern Conference next podcast. The the Bucks are on a 16 game winning streak. They hadn't lost in February, and they just lost to Philadelphia last night. And and the, the, the Philadelphia beat Milwaukee in Milwaukee. So that's something to look at. Just that Midwest. You know, with Kevin Durant. We'll also have to touch on Kevin Durant and the Suns. Who they they look pretty good. Um, that first game against against Charlotte um, without Lamella Ball. So we'll definitely hit on those topics on, on future podcasts, if not the next one. Thanks. Thanks, man. All right. See ya. And that will be it for us today. It's been a crazy last week with the John Morant situation, but hopefully moving forward, we could just touch on on-court basketball things. Um, the Eastern Conference is heating up. Like I said with the Gons earlier, the Celtics are – and Bucks are trying to go for that top seed in the East with the Philadelphia 76ers coming on um, with, you know, with uh, Cleveland and also the Knicks. Josh Hart going to the Knicks and the Knicks have been on this crazy winning streak. So it, it, I know we touch on the Western Conference a lot with the Clippers and Lakers, but the Eastern Conference is it's it's winding up to be a good one. This playoff uh, playoff run. So. We'll try to pot at least once, maybe twice a week, get some additional people on like we had Hussway on our last podcast. But yeah, thank you guys for so thank thank you all for the support. We appreciate it. Uh, make sure to download on Spotify or any of the podcast um, applications you have. Um, I have Podcast Addict as mine. Um, watch a lot, uh, listen to a lot of different pods on there too. So that's it for me today. Have a great week.